If you want to become financially independent, come to my seminar. Let me show you how to make the fortune you have always dreamed about. Ready? Go! What happens if you are named in Nelson Rockefeller's will? You get rich quick. Land on the line, play the game again. Everybody's gonna lose, and I'm gonna win. Gonna get rich quick. Hello, everybody. Wow, that was a quick, that wasn't even a wind down. That was mm-hmm. just a shut off. Hello, yeah. everybody. You know why the listeners love us? Why? Because we give commentary on our audio controls. That's right. Before we intro our show. You threw me off. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. No. You know. Uh, welcome to Get Rich Quick with Josh. And Noel. Right here on Radio Free Brooklyn. This is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and I, Noldenine, come to you once a week over a single topic, and from said topic, we come up with literally millions of ideas. I mean, I think it's fair to say. Uh, uh, and then we take those millions of ideas and we whittle them down to, you know, one or two a piece. Yeah. And so they are the creme de la creme, the best of the best, the greatest ideas on said topic that one could ever think of. And then, instead of marketing them, instead of making millions of dollars off of them ourselves by selling them to people, we give them to you mm-hmm. on these free airwaves as part of a 501c3 operation. That's what we do. We ask for nothing in immediate return. We're not like the hucksters out there, the Tony Robbinses, mm-hmm. who sell you. Tony Robbins has been selling the same scam. For 30 years now, 40 years, all these self-help gurus been talking the same claptrap yep. for eons, it seems like. All variations on the same thing. Not us. No. We're doing variations on different things. Because we use our imagination, we use our brain power, we use our smarts. We don't talk down to you. We want you to get rich. We're not getting all over you to get us rich. Yeah, We're not sitting there going, well, if you haven't made money off of this one idea that we have, then it's you're the problem. No, we're like, if you haven't made money off of this one idea, it's probably because it's not the right idea from you. So here's another idea mm-hmm. and another idea mm-hmm. and another idea. Mm-hmm. And after 200 some odd shows, there are over 800 ideas out there. Yeah. And more to come. And then once you're rich, guys, once you've taken that idea that that works for you, once you've actioned it, once you've become, I mean, I think it's fair to say every single one of our ideas, especially everything after the first 30 shows, you're going to be a billionaire. Yeah. Some of our earlier ones, we didn't think big enough with some of our ideas. They could make you millions. Okay. But they weren't all like billion dollar ideas. Okay. Uh, uh, but I think after our first 30 or 40 shows, certainly our first year of shows, uh-huh. all of ideas are billion, if not trillion dollar I, I'm ideas. I'm not going to say all our ideas, but there's one billion in every show. Okay. All I'll of go them with will that. get you rich. There's one billion in every show. Okay. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. There's a lot of them where there's uh, a lot of billions yeah. in them, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Noel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we don't ask for any money up front, guys. Nope. So you're 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 counting your billions one day, sitting in your chair, and you've just got a stack of billions behind you, and you're like, oh, one one billion, two uh, one billion, three one billion, four one billion, and you go, man, I'm so rich. 
And it's happened in like a really short period of time. How did I come up with that incredible idea? And you're going to go, oh, oh, wait a second. Of course, I know how I came up with that incredible idea. It was given to me Mm -hmm. by Josh and Noel of Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. And you're going to think back to us and you're going to have fond memories of those, you know, like everyone does who's made it. They look back at those tough times. The origin story. The, the, exactly. They look back at those tough times and they kind of miss them, right? It was simpler then. Yeah, we were struggling, but we were in love. You were in love with Josh and Noel. And how are you going to express that love to us, Noel? Yeah, after you are rich, so rich that you've become bored of counting your money. You remember the simpler time when things were exciting, when you had fun, when you had fun listening to shows, listening to shows like get rich quick with Josh and Noel and you remember that's right that's where I got this idea that is back when I was alive they spurned me on that's right I owe them something as a matter of fact we're going to make this easy on you we're going to tell you exactly what you owe you owe 10% of everything you made while you got rich yeah a cheap tip a cheap tip bad tip yeah not a good tip garbage tip pretty mediocre tip yeah a garbage tip would be like you know, two or three percent. Ten percent's not is a bad tip. It's like bathroom attendant tip. What I'm trying to ten <laughs> percent of what exactly of every, of your penis size? Oh, you, you don't tip that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'd get seven cents. Oh, waka whoa. Um. No, I, you know, I'm just trying to think, you know, you don't really purchase it. I mean, I guess you, you purchase like a, a, a stick of gum or something like that. Mm-hmm. They offer that stuff for sale. But, you know, you just tip them for handing you a towel and not walking up and staring at your wiener while you're peeing at the... Uh, yeah. <laughs> you tip them for not being really creepy. Yeah. That's kind of what... Just, just kind of creepy. Yeah, well, just the fact that they're sit- standing in the bathroom creep. all it's day. It's background creep. <laughs> yeah, maybe they keep you safe. Yeah. For those times, I've seen too many, many movies and television shows where big bad fights break out in a toilet. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and maybe that's what the bathroom attendants there for to mm-hmm. call nine one one. Maybe they're bouncers. They're bathroom bouncers. Yes, they are bathroom bouncers. Yeah. That guy who gets in your face, the drunk guy who gets in your face while you're both at the urinal, and then just turns and pees on you. Mm-hmm. He's out of there. He's out. You're out, buddy. Yeah, no more. Mm-hmm. Go SantaCon somewhere else. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Go SantaCon somewhere else. There were so many videos uh-huh. of Santas fighting each other this year. Did you see any of you these know, videos? I didn't see in those videos, and I did see something of about a billion Santas in Times Square. But I got to say, down here, it seemed a little lighter than it has it, been. It, it moved uptown last uh-huh. year. I think last year, maybe the year before, and it definitely has not been... So bad. It's definitely more of a midtown thing now. But God forbid, like you're someone who works in the 30s or 40s. Yeah. It's fucking horrible. Yeah. Because it's always on a weekday. And Santa I, Con. It's on he, a weekend. It's on Saturday. Is it? Yeah. I always thought it was I thought it was weekdays. No. I have recollections Saint of St. Pat's. No, I know St. Pat's, but I thought Santa Con was on a on a weekday as well. Uh. You know, it's and it's it's doubly terrible, mm-hmm. I think. What what makes it more terrible, honestly, I okay. mean as bad as it is is they've turned Saturday into a weekday. <laughs> yes, that's the worst <laughs> part about it. Is uh that if you got a kid uh-huh. and you're in midtown shopping oh, yeah. and all they're seeing is a bunch of shit faced Santas and slut elves. Yeah. Um that's like a nightmare to have to explain. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Muslim. 
Right. And then you're like, well, that's that's Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> that's it right there. Or Jewish, or for Jewish, that matter. Yeah. You're like, that's why we don't do this. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, uh, you're absolutely right. But, you know, if you're someone who's doing the whole Santa thing with your kid, having to explain that to them is just like, you know, well, Santa's not real and this proves it. Yeah. Anyway, Noel. Anyway. How have you been, man? I've been pretty good. Uh, so, hey. Uh, hey. A few years ago, a couple, two, two, three years ago, my sister went uh, with her kids after Christmas mm-hmm. uh, to Tulum. For nice a, little Mexico action. For a little Mexico vacation. Mm-hmm. That's very um, West Coast to her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and when they were going... On their way, about halfway to the airport, one of my nieces, I have five nieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and w- She has five kids? She has five girls. I didn't realize that. I thought yeah. it was three. No, five girls. Five. What's yeah. the age range? Uh, the oldest one is about 20, and the youngest one is about 11. Wow. Yeah. Irish Catholic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I went to the store for condoms, and all I could find was beer. <laughs> um, so uh, they they were on about halfway to the airport, and my uh, one of my nieces was like, "Oh, I didn't bring my suitcase," <laughs> and they're like, "What?" And she's like, "I didn't bring my suitcase. We got to turn around. We can turn around." And everyone's like, "No, we can't." <laughs> So they had to go there, and luckily, you know, with the one thing with five girls plus a mother, uh, they were able to share clothes. Right, wasn't that big a deal? Mm-hmm. Got through it. Um. Uh. Now this year, once again, they're going to Tulum, mm-hmm. and uh, they're about to leave. Or no, 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 no. That's not true. They're not about to leave. They had to leave at uh, three thirty in the morning uh. this morning. Oh, that's the worst. Uh, and um, but one thing about that hour is you yeah. can turn around. <laughs> you can probably turn around. <laughs> you know, unless you don't have time. There's no traffic. Yeah, but but there might not be time. Either, okay, right. How far are they from the airport? Uh, a good shot. I would figure your family is like right next to it. No, no, my family's on the south side of Chicago in the airports, I don't north know of the that, city. Is is south side a good section or a bad section? So it's on with no traffic, it's probably a forty five minute trip. Oh, okay. With traffic, it's over an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, you know the so not right right to the last minute, mm-hmm. but uh, my niece realized like, oh. <laughs> She's in university now, mm-hmm. um, and she had to get her uh, um, passport replaced because oh, it had expired. Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the the one that she brought from school was the expired one. Oh, no. Uh, so she had to get in a car and drive uh, four hours to school to get the other passport. Oh, she realized it like the night before, like last night? Yes. Okay. To get right in d- uh-huh. directly to drive all the way back to Chicago. I don't know. She wow. may have even had to go straight to the airport for 3.30. Wow. Uh, and uh, But she got there, and she made it, and I was texting her. And to, she realized she I was left, her, worried about she her, realized she left the, her trunk in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I was like trying to make her feel better. Mm-hmm. 
And I was because I I too once when I got my passport renewed last time, I uh, had gotten one of those passport cards as well. That's what I did. Yeah. And very shortly after I got it, I was making a trip to Canada. Mm-hmm. And so I showed up at the airport, and they're like, "You can't use this. You can only use this to go." And I'm like, "Yeah, you can. You can use it for Mexico or Canada, only in a car yeah, or a only boat. Only in a car or a boat. Right." It can uh, it can only be used on planes in the United States. Yeah, that should be in giant bold writing on the front yeah. instead of fine print yeah, on the it back. Is, it's a, I, I, I we drove and I told you the story about how I uh, uh, realized the morning that we were leaving to go on our road trip uh-huh. to Canada that my passport had expired. Okay, and uh, I ran to the you know thankfully knock on wood the passport agency is only a few blocks away from me mm-hmm. and I waited you know just sat there and waited for a couple hours and they were able to expedite it for me for an obscene amount of money. Yeah, but uh, I got the card as well and. It took me several readings of what this card does for me okay. to realize that, oh, I can't fly to these places oh, yeah. with this card. Yeah, I yeah. Can only, it's not clear. Right. I can only use it for driving or on a boat. Yeah. It's weird. You know what I would have done if I had realized my passport mm-hmm. had expired is I would have just brought an old calendar with me. And when they said, your passport expired, I'd say, no, it's not. And I pulled out the old calendar mm-hmm. and I'd show them, you know, whatever. <clears throat> it's, you know. December 28th, 2017. Well, a lot of countries now, uh, uh-huh. if your passport is six months or less from expiring, yeah. they won't accept it. Italy's nice. one of... There were several people online with me, at least three people online on the same line that I was, that were leaving that day for somewhere in Europe. Yeah. And uh, I think one guy was definitely Italy, and this other woman, I don't remember where, where she was going... But that was exactly what it was. Their passports were not expired. They were six months. One was six months. One was like four months from expiring. That's crazy that they wouldn't take it. I don't know when that came into uh, uh, being. What's the point? Well, I think with some countries, it's a fuck you to the U.S. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, you know, I have a feeling with some of these European countries, it's it's uh, post-Donald Trump I get it. thing. I get it. Um, we don't like him either, though, Italy. Yeah. We hate him. Yeah. I'm warming up. I'm warming <laughs> up. I think he's really uh, doing some great things for this country. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you this. The whole way this whole impeachment thing played out just didn't sit well with me. What do you mean? Well, I mean, the Democrats are arguing now whether he's even impeached or not. What do you mean? No, they're not. That's that's the new talking points of the uh, is it of the the right of of the conservative. Are they honestly saying they're, that the that, Democrats? That, that's becoming a thing that there's an argument amongst the Democrats on whether they're saying the reason they're holding up the articles of impeachment to be sent to uh-huh. uh, uh, the Senate is because they're not even sure that that because it wasn't a there wasn't a bipartisan vote i mean in the sense that it wasn't democrats and republicans uh-huh. voting to impeach him that the impeachment may not be uh may not be valid it's absurd it's <laughs> that's ridiculous so, that's so stupid yeah, it's just crazy uh it's completely nuts uh, uh, you know what i can see if you're like uh <clears throat> you know you you, you uh, the whole impeachment thing the only argument against impeaching Trump, the only, mm-hmm. is I don't think we should impeach people. That's the only valid argument because 
he was very red-handed, well-documentedly caught doing the exact example given in the Constitution of what an impeachable offense is. The exact... he. They, they didn't even futz with it to make it, like, you know, a gray area. Mm-hmm. They did the exact example of what was given in the Constitution. So if you can say you don't agree with impeachment, I get it. You think that should be struck from the Constitution, That's you can say that, that we shouldn't impeach him. Anything else is just stupidity. It's stupidity. It's, it's either denying... Blatant, blatant truths that have been very well documented and proved, or uh, that that's it. That's it. There's no other, or or completely misunderstanding. I, I don't even understand. It, it's got to be. All I can say right now, uh-huh. it's the example given. All at this point, mm-hmm. I would rather have a street full of drunken Santas yeah. running this country. Oh, sure. Than who we have running it right yes, now. Yes, I agree. I agree. I am pro drunken Santa running the government instead of Trump. That's and 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 that's if, gonna be my platform if I run if, for if people <laughs> don't understand uh-huh. how much I hate SantaCon okay. and everything about it. He does. Uh, uh uh I can't I can't emphasize enough how big a statement that is for me to say. That's big. That's a big yeah. statement. I do yeah. know, and I'm attesting yeah. too. Um anyway, no. You, you know what I, I, I realized I think what? it's gonna take Trump down? What? His hubris? No. No. He's a he's a fad. He's gonna jump the shark. You would think that's but what's going to happen. I, I thought that that was going to be the case. I thought that you know the charade would be played out a lot. I thought it would have been played out already, mm-hmm. though. I didn't think that uh, uh, it would. It would. Ha- he would have gone. I honestly didn't think. Oh, I'm with you. I am with you. This was going to go on as long as it has with yeah. the support that he has. Is it's kind absurd. of absurd. It's you know his supporters are are are. It's it's yeah. Um. But going back to your uh, 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 niece yeah. and her thing, you yeah. know, pretty soon she's not going to have to make that drive. Okay. Because all of her important uh, 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 documentation is going to be held on a chip that's implanted in her eye. Maybe. Or in her finger. Yeah. And she's just going to have to wave it over a little thing and it's going to beep. And she's just going to have to, to get it renewed, she's just going to have to look at the screen in her eye mm-hmm. and, you know, push a couple... Th- invisible buttons in the air maybe and she's gonna have a new passport just like that maybe yeah um which is funny uh-huh. that that's gonna be the eventual <laughs> thing <laughs> because it segs yeah right into our topic that's for right. today which is what no our topic today is futurism how to get rich with it how to figure out where the top's gonna be and get there so you're there when it comes to you Boom. Good one, right? That was... uh, Good. Yeah, no, that was... uh, The constitutional definition of good. uh Uh-huh. The constitutional (laughs) definition of good. Give me that constitutional definition. Uh, It was exactly the example I just gave. Uh, You guys, futurism, how are you going to get rich with it? I'm going to tell you right now, right? So what is futurism? It is the study of the future of the human race and our relationship with technology and the environment. Uh, 
also, it's an art movement, a literature movement, a Christian movement, lots of other similar it's a Christian movements. movement. There was a Christian uh, futurism too. I did not know that. Yeah, it, it's basically a, a. It sounds to me basically a, a philosophical school almost that gets applied to many things. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we think of as futurism is it applied to science and culture, right? Um, as opposed to religion, to feminism, to art. Uh, but they all, no matter what any of these movements are, they boil down to the same definition, right? The Italian futurism uh, art movement was of machinery and cars and future and buildings, right? It, it's all, it all boils down mm-hmm. to the same. Um, the overall idea is that, you know, there may be roadblocks and pitfalls to look out for, but futurism holds a generally optimistic view of the future, as far as I was able to see. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. It does. Um, uh, although, you know, possibly a little militaristic. Uh, they, I think the thing about futurists, from what I can read, they accept a lot of these things that a lot of us are, res- are resistant about. Mm-hmm. They just accept, they accept certain things that are just going to be facts of the futures, yeah. and then what are the workarounds? Sure. You know, so they have an overall optimistic... Uh, a sense of what the future is going to be. I think it is a little totalitarian yes. in a lot of ways, but they're okay with that. Yeah, and and the Italian uh, futurism movement, art movement, uh, was used uh, to bolster up, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mussolini. Mussolini. Yeah. Yep. So there you go. So there is a little uh, fascist, but that's all the vogue nowadays, you know? Mm-hmm. People love their fascists People nowadays. love totalitarians uh, and fascists and theocrats. It. Yeah. So, so futurism is coming back, guys, is mm-hmm. what we're saying. Uh, so just like there is technology and science in the art movements, there's also art in the science movements, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, futurism doesn't just try to predict the future. It tries to better it. Um, my own definition I came up with after juggling around a lot of these was that uh, futurism is the Art Deco-styled sci-fi utopian history of the future. I mean, it sounds like you're just mashing a bunch of elements of what the definition of futurism is together. It's not true. (laughs) It sounds like exactly uh, from the different uh, uh, periods of futurism. Right? Art Deco Uh came out of the Italian futurism. Okay. And whatever else you said. But when you think of futurists, you think of that too. Right. Well, I think if you think back, right, you think in terms of like you the think stylized, in, right, Metropolis, the yes, movie Metropolis, exactly. that very stylized, you know, rooted in what you know mm-hmm. the sleek nature of what the future is going to be. Looking mm-hmm. forward, shiny and new and big. But what, but, but whatever gets presented to us as futurism tends to be like that too, and it tends to be sci-fi. You have, I think, I think there is a certain certain uh, uh, apocalyptic nature to some people, certainly in the world of science fiction. Which well, is that's why I said utopian. Right. Yes, and a utopian one, that is exactly what is. I had it all in there, guys. Yeah, you got it. I defined it. It's going in the Constitution. Okay, in the Constitution. <laughs> the constitutional <laughs> definition of... Your, uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to the Noel Deneen read to the Constitution. <laughs> it's going to be good, guys. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so the predominant school of futurism today is called transhumanism. Uh, it's the belief that AI will soon transcend the abilities of humans, and technology will leapfrog us into a new world. 
Uh, they're also known as Singletarians. Singletarians. Uh, and it's because there will be a singularity of knowledge. Uh, basically, the, the, it's also known, the singularity is when the slope on a graph going up, and it goes, and suddenly it just looks like it's going straight up. That's the singularity. Uh, and that's what they think is going to happen to knowledge and technology. Um, straight up, guys. It will no longer be recognizable to the average human mind. What will no longer be recognized? Anything. Okay. The, uh, the vision of the future. Gotcha. Okay. Right? Um, a life as we know it will no longer be recognizable. Uh, so... The, the U.S. has seen two major futurist organizations, right? Uh, the World Future Society and the Singularity University. Uh, the World Future Society started as an organization of prominent thinkers in 1966. Uh, people such as Buckminster Fuller, Ray Bradbury, Carl Sa uh, Sagan, Sagan, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Um, they opened chapters all over where members would meet and discuss issues. They started an academic journal where... Uh, and also World Futurist magazine. Uh, now, there's some contributions to think tanks like RAND, uh, but as far as the average person is concerned, uh, they're a website. And I looked at it, and it is a pretty neat website. It's basically a tech website. Um, and it had some... Did they uh, get busted for, like, spanking a, a new pleb too hard? Or no, no. Weird orgies? No, it's just, you know, they had a... Uh, a model that doesn't uh, attract eyeballs anymore. Uh, and even on their website now, they've got some, like, kind of eyeball candy on there, some, like, glammed-up stories about the how the Cats movies plays into the future and mm. things like that. Uh, a little sensationalist stuff on right. there. Like by being an apocalyptic nightmare? Uh, <laughs> well, this is one thing I read about that movie. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently, they're saying that they wanted to get it out so quick they didn't have time to finish it. So they're sending a new version out to theaters with added effects. I, I got to see this one soon. I mean, everyone, every review I've read has uh, essentially said what a train wreck it is. And, you know, <coughs> one review was like, Cats, I saw it, it was incredible. I hope to never see it again. Okay. Like that to me is, is you know, that's a ringing endorsement. Mm -hmm. That's a level of bad that you don't see in movies much anymore where it's not intentionally bad, but yet you get great glee out of it because yeah. it's so weirdly campy uh -huh. and fucked up that you, you enjoy it for all the wrong reasons, but you still enjoy it. I think it's going to start a movement. Um So, Singularity University was founded in 2008 in the Na NASA Research Park in California. Uh, they offered classes and future thinking to the general public and <clears throat> company execs to get them in a future thinking kind of way. Mm -hmm. uh, they had lots of Silicon Valley support at first. Uh, they were a charitable organization. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a 501c3, but it was that kind of thing. Uh but as the backing slipped away, so did their charitable ideas. Uh, now their classes sort of smack of mainline marketing, if, uh, if you ask me. Um, 
And they're kind of turning into TED Talks for corporate events, as far as I can see. That's what's going to happen to Radio Free Brooklyn if you guys don't donate. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you guys, <laughs> get your money together so we don't turn into a mainline marketing. Because <laughs> we can't even, yeah, we would be no good at mainline marketing. Multi-level marketing. Terrible. We can't even get the name. It's multi-level, <laughs> not mainline marketing. Oh, did you just put MLM? <laughs> yeah. And you thought it was mainline marketing? <laughs> mainline marketing. <laughs> Martin Luther Marketing. <laughs> Uh, so it, it kind of smacks of a scam now. Um, and, you know, both these two organizations started with a noble idea, but the marketplace caused them to falter. Even though futurism is optimistic, it assumes we go into things with our eyes open, right? Uh, we are aware of the dangers of climate change, it assumes, uh, and technology gone mad and inequality, right? Uh, without that knowledge, the optimism of futurism is gone. Uh, so how can we get the word out in a sustaining way, in a manner that people will actually pay attention to? Mm-hmm. So just like that futurist website uh, had to pander a bit, you know, put their cat stories and things like that, uh, so do you, right? You need to give the people what they want so they will take in a bit of what you need to tell them. So this is what you're going to do. You are going to give the people what they demand when it comes to everything else, but you're going to put your message in there. You're going to start a new show, Dancing with the Scientists, <laughs> and you're going to have leading scientists uh, having dance-offs, uh, and, you know, there'll be some behind-the-backstage chatting with them, uh-huh. and uh, they'll talk about, amongst their training issues, their right. their crushes, mm-hmm. their, their uh, rivalries, mm-hmm. they'll also talk about uh, global warming, uh, the the pitfalls of technology we need to look out for so we don't have technology gone mad mm-hmm. uh, and all the things that that we need to steer clear of in order for this futurist utopian vision to be able to have a chance of becoming a reality and that's what you're gonna do you're gonna make a lot of money dancing with the scientists you know einstein and tights basically it's mm-hmm. good if if cats can make money I don't think cats is going to make money. Oh, I think it'll make it. It'll, it'll go down as a big money maker. I bet it won't. Yeah, not right off the bat. Maybe it will. It will. It'll go down as a cult classic at some point that everyone you know maybe owns the DVD or bought it on uh, iTunes. You or think something it? Like you that. think it's getting panned like this in in China? Is it even on it? Is it? Is it out I'm in sure. China? Sure, it's probably global release. The world outside of America. Outside of the Western world is probably going crazy for it. And the, and the people are going to go crazy for dancing with the scientists mm-hmm. and you're going to become rich. I uh, Didn't Neil deGrasse Tyson or Bill Nye or one of those already do Dancing with the Stars? Isn't that a... Maybe. They're, they're warming up. No, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I think it'll be interesting to see how it's perceived, mm-hmm. how it's taken in by the GP. That would be the uh, general pumice. Um <clears throat> <laughs> Um, uh, you know, they may get, you may get a lot of like, you know, tweets at 
uh, uh, Dancing with the Stars, stop uh-huh. injecting your, you know, your Hollywood liberal uh, agenda? Uh, agenda into our favorite show. But they won't be able to turn it off because, you know, look at those moves. Yeah. Look no. at those legs. Yeah. They'll be coming back. Look at those outfits. I will say uh-huh. scientists have become, now that they have access to sort of a... Uh, uh, Scientists and professors who everyone thought were sort of stuffy, mm-hmm. uh, now that they have access to uh, 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 social media, mm-hmm. uh, have become a lot more interesting. Because you get to see sort of uh, 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 academic uh, uh, infighting yeah. played out on social media. Yeah, well, oh, you'll I have fo- rivalries on this Yeah, show. absolutely. I follow a couple historians on Twitter, and, you know, these other more conservative historians who, like, they call each other out constantly and mm-hmm. they just fucking smack each other around and it's a, really a lot of fun to watch because mm-hmm. it's just as petty as you know watching reality tv yeah people are people yeah all right so thanks for listening guys thanks for listening that's the big takeaway yeah people are people People are people in the future and that's what the future is all about um no that's a great idea no i like it dancing with the scientists i think it'll be a big hit yeah, and around the world, you know, just like Dancing Global. with the Stars is is pretty international, yeah. or the Voice is in. Well, and if we're talking about futurism, you know, you need the world to be into this. <clears throat> you need China to fall in love with this show. Sure, you yeah. need Germany to fall in love mm-hmm. with this show. You need Russia to fall in love with it. You need every. You need, you need the, India. You need India to fall in love. You sure do. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, no, I was talking about uh, social meads. As the kids call it, S and M. Yeah, that's what that stands yeah. for. Yeah, socials and media. Um, <coughs> and it <coughs> it got me thinking just mm-hmm. now about Facebook, about Google, yeah. and all the issues they've been having. We're gonna get a cough button one of these days. No, nah, we're not. It'll people be a like silent hearing, show. People like hearing me cough <laughs> almost as much as they like hearing you eat. What? No one hears me eat. When you brought chips on. The air. one time, yeah. You know, yeah. we've heard you eat on this show. Once. Yeah, okay. we hear you fart on this show all the time. You've never heard me fart. Mm. Uh, okay. <laughs> one day you will. You're telling me I've never heard you fart? Oh, you may have. Yeah, okay. Have you? In life? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't think that got picked up. I sure much. hope it did. <laughs> Otherwise, that was just dead air for dead no air. reason whatsoever. I let out a, you a really, ripper. Yeah, you also squeezed it out, so there may be a little little turd in your pants oh, as no. well. Oh, no. I got muscle control. Oh, uh, Okay. <laughs> I sort the coins <laughs> as they uh-huh. go through the hand. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how you do them? You just swallow them and then put a, a, a coin wrapper down into your yeah. asshole? Yeah. It's like, oh, quarters. <laughs> yeah. Dimes. Ah, there you go. That's a good way to do it. Uh, anyway, Noel, the social needs, the S and the M. The S and the M's. Uh, uh, as we know, it's been a rough time for the big social media companies right now. Oh. Uh, social media and search companies. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that Facebook data privacy scandal. Uh, uh, the collection of, uh, of people's identifiable, identifiable information, up to 87 million people, affected by this, um, all done by Cambridge Analytica, right? Yeah. <clears throat> that company and others got in there, and they were able to gain access to personal data on uh, uh, fa- Facebook's users. Uh, 
due to inadequate safeguards against companies engaging in data harvesting, little to no oversight of developers by Facebook, uh, developer, developer abuse of the Facebook API, uh, users agreeing to just broad terms and conditions. Um, yet Google, who made changes to their privacy, private privacy part policy in 2012 that uh, enabled the company to share data across a variety of services mm-hmm. and by a variety, over 3 million services uh, uh, for the past seven, eight years. They've been called out by it. They've been uh, uh, put up, uh, uh, forced to come in and talk to Congress, called in front of Congress. And yet their attitude about it has been a big fuck you. Yep. They don't want anyone going in. They don't want anyone regulating them. They don't want anyone going in and seeing what it is they do. Last year, mm-hmm. last year alone, Facebook made $55.8 billion. Wow. <clears throat> Google, $136.22 billion. Wow. That's just those two companies. Yeah. And this has got people, and people have been screaming this for a while, but now it's got more people, the average person on the street, thinking that it's coming. Big Brother is coming. It's arising from an oligarchy and faceless corporations. Mm-hmm. Right? You have uh, conservatives going on about the Orwellian masters taking over from academia and the faceless bureaucrats and uh, 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 the leftists screaming about corporations taking your identity and just using it for whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And they're both right. Well, sci-fi novelist David Brin Mm -hmm. came up with an idea called covalence. Okay. In the futurist way, he accepts the fact that surveillance is just something that's going to happen. Okay. We have to learn to live with it. Sure. But what he proposes is something that he refers to as surveillance or scrutiny from below, meaning that Citizens have access to cameras in the belly of the beast. Oh. They can see everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Essentially watching the watchers, sure. right? Yeah, Essentially yeah. creating their own level of oversight uh-huh. of the companies that they use, yeah. that have their data, that are watching them. To essentially be able to go, mm, no, they're looking at this thing Look, I can see on that camera there that they're looking at the nude lady in the window. Mm -hmm. Get rid of him, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm suggesting, Noel. Just in those two companies alone, we see how much money there is to be made by just letting people search, selling advertising. I mean, this is the thing. I don't believe for one second Mm -hmm. that they would make substantially less money with non-targeted ads you know what i mean you'll make less money sure because you can't say look this is a perk we can just shoot these ads right at the people you want to go to right but they can still make billions of dollars over off of advertising because they have access to billions and billions Mm -hmm. and billions of Mm -hmm. people around the world so this is what you're going to do man you are going to open up you're going to start a search engine and social media company the most open door policy, all meetings will be streamed. Mm-hmm. All meetings that have to do with policy. Obviously not anything to do with, you know, you have to keep your uh, 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 
working the work you're doing sort of secret so people don't steal your ideas per se. Yeah. But all policy meetings open. Comments all done on like, you know, Noah Book Live. Yeah. Right. And people can comment throughout the whole thing. They can essentially shape their social media experience, what they want to have and not have. The agreement is essentially you allow us to send ads out like television, like any other sort of broad, open uh, 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 entertainment system so we can make our money Mm -hmm. and we don't use your data. We don't store your data. We don't sell your data. You will become so rich. Yep. Because people will be flocking to you, and you will be taking all of Google's money, all of Facebook's money, mm-hmm. all of Tweety's money, all of Instagram's money. Yeah. You will be a $500 billion company, and you won't have the government up your ass. Yeah. So you'll be able to do whatever you want. That's right. So there you go, Noel. That's right. It's brilliant. Uh, you guys, if you're like, man, I'm going to be rich real soon, and I bet you when I'm real rich, I'm going to be real busy, I might as well... Start right now giving Josh no little money before I get rich. You can do that and go to get rich. I mean, go to uh, radiofreebrooklyn.com. Go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel website and hit the sponsor button. Pledge an amount. Half that money go to Josh and I. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. If you're like, no, I would rather wait until I get rich and screw Josh and Noel, even over the holidays. Uh, you can do that. You can. Uh, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com, hit the pledge button, pledge an amount. All that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. Not a penny goes to Josh or I. You get a tax break. Radio Free Brooklyn's a 501c3 organization. Good for you. You showed us. Uh, and on the topic, while we're down there, you know, we are now in the midst of the Drive for Five pledge campaign, fundraising campaign for Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh, we're coming up on our fifth year of existence, and we're trying to raise some money. Go to the Radio Free Brooklyn website. Take a look. There's all these great things you can get for different sponsorship levels, and we're going to be doing different fundraising activities throughout the next few months. You're going to hear it over and over. Just pledge. Just give some money. Come on. Right? It goes to a good cause. Uh, helps make Radio Free Brooklyn more sustainable. Uh, and and all the from, programs we do. Yeah, and you stop it from being a mainline marketing. Stop it from being mainline marketing, multi-level marketing, Martin Luther marketing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just stop it. Sato marketing. <laughs> you guys, right now, you got a lot of money in your pockets. Uh, but that's not enough for us. We want you to have more money in your pockets. So Josh scours the internet for another way for you to make even more money. Mr. Josh, please take it away. The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn. I am sick and I am tired of people saying these nine words and blocking themselves from making more money and getting rich. Money isn't everything i just want to be happy well let me ask you this have you ever bought 16 dollars olives from sun foods that are sun-dried and cured with beautiful herbs i love them i used to want to buy them all the time but every time i would buy them my hands would start sweating 
I'd like have heart palpitations. I'd refresh my bank like two times to make sure I didn't withdraw. I just wanted money so I could buy some olives. And I realized something. Money can't buy you happiness. It can buy you olives. There you go. There you go. Wow. What a, a genius. <laughs> what a genius. Oh. That guy's against the impeachment. <laughs> All I'm saying. <laughs> you guys, futurism, how are we going to get rich with it? I'm going to tell you. Right? With olives. With olives. $16 yeah. olives. $16 olives of the future. Uh, green orbs. Um, no, so when we talk about futurism, a big part of what we talk about is what our cities will look like, right? A lot of the ideas cross over into sci-fi, but we really, we don't really need to strain our brains too hard to come up with a vision of the city of the future. <coughs> it's being built today in Toronto. You know about this? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Sidewalk Labs, a division of Google, is building uh, a neighborhood in Toronto. Mm -hmm. uh, Toronto's granted Google the rights to develop an unused ex-industrial strip in the waterfront. It's starting with 12-acre patch. Uh, it will most likely grow eventually to 350 acres if things go well. Mm -hmm. Building it from the ground up. So not just like fixing up a neighborhood. They're mm -hmm. building a neighborhood from the ground up. It promises to be the most innovative district in the world. It's going to be residential, retail, office. Mm -hmm. Thousands of people are going to live there. Um, in, so you're in not just even the 12 have, acre. You're not even going to have to go on a computer to get all your data collected. <laughs> well, listen to this. So... Uh, they've redesigned the streets to encourage walking and biking, but also accommodate self-driving vehicles and light rail. Mm -hmm. uh, there's free Wi-Fi to give people access, but also to enable the millions of sensors that will feed yeah. data <laughs> to go. better manage traffic mm -hmm. and housing issues and inform future changes. Mm -hmm. Greenhouse gases will be cut by 90%. Uh it will be the testing ground for scientific and social theories. Google's investing $1.8 billion initially with the hopes of soon attracting another $38 billion in private sector investment. Mm -hmm. For the time being, the city's holding, it into a, uh, holding on to the additional 338 acres and the data until they see that Google is true to their word. And after that, it's go time. You know what? This is what I predict uh, the future is going to be for that place in 10, 20 years. Yeah. It's going to be the jumping off point for the purge. <laughs> Maybe. That's what it's going to be. Maybe. And you're going to see people going out there and blowing up self-driving cars uh -huh. and killing each other and other people just locked up in their homes praying to God that their super friendly neighbor isn't going to show up and kick their door down Maybe. and blow their head off with a pump shotgun. Maybe. Uh, anyway. So uh, uh, the government's going to hold on to that data uh, until they see that Google's true to their word. Um, and after that, it's go time, right? And it is so much data. It's every move you make, every turn, every bite of food, uh, I, every I piece of info and entertainment that goes into you. <clears throat> every uh, It's what temperature you like your apartment yeah. 
sure. before you put a sweater on. Mm-hmm. It is every single movement that you make. It'll know when who's in the house at a given time and what temperature they prefer. Yes, it'll know what you're talking <clears throat> about. That's it right. It will know everything. It'll be able to give you advance notice that you're going to want to order dinner soon or make dinner soon yes. because you yes. like to eat by this time. Yes, it will. And yeah. that is being sold as a feature. Mm-hmm. Not a, oh, but it's going to get all your data. Right. This data collection is being billed as the top feature because it will allow the city to improve itself. Yeah. Well, it's a very futurist. It's a very, uh, uh, you know, they look at data collection as a good thing because it's being used, you know, to make your life better. Yes. So... Uh, there, there's a couple things you can, you can bet your buns on here, right? Um, one is that, you know, data is the new oil and you can bet the government will not give up this gusher. So even though it may open it up to Google, it's keeping its hands on it. Everything too, right? Uh, Google will get theirs, but so will the government. The other thing you can bet on. This is going to start happening around the world. You're going to see other cities get little tester neighborhoods. Sure. And then you're going to see whole tester cities pop up. Like yeah. there's those free trade zones and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And uh, you're going to start seeing this pop up more and more and more and more. And, you know, uh, it, it's it's one thing for Google to know that you were looking for watches. Mm-hmm. It's quite another thing for your insurance company to know when you have a hamburger when you go out for a drink Mm -hmm. everything that is in some way unproductive to society or could be costing another company you uh, drove fast one day to get to work quicker exactly right so uh so this is what you are going to do you're going to start in toronto and then you're going to branch out as these little zones start popping mm-hmm. up around the world. Uh, you are going to build about a block away from this zone. You're going to get a building. You're going to line the walls with lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to put uh, those, what do they call it, the Fermi boxes or whatever yeah. they're called, uh-huh. um, in the walls to disrupt any signals, right? Uh, you are going to have people walking for about two blocks around at all times around the area. And they're going to be wearing uh, robes with copper wires with power in them and those glasses that are anti-facial recognition. And uh, when people come towards the building, you're just going to toss one of these robes around them, one of the anti-facial recognition. And so suddenly they can't tell if this person, did they go in the building? Mm -hmm. Are they just walking around? What's happening? You're going to go in the building. There's going to be hamburgers. Mm-hmm. There's going to be liquor. There's going to be a strip bar. Prostitutes. There's going to be... No, no, no. It, it's all going to be 100% legal. Well, just the things that are corporately... Well, and so in those places, you can have that. But, but you can just have the things that are corporately or publicly unsavory happening in the... And if you want, if you really want to really make sure that they don't like start blackballing people you also next to that you have a lead lined uh you know health food place and a gym uh and you've got a, a lead lined library 
And so you don't know. Did the person go to the place with the burgers and the and the booze? Did the person go to the place with the smoothies and the and the you know rowing machines? Did the person go to the place where they could just read a book? You don't know. And they won't know. And people will line up for it. You'll be everywhere. You just gotta get in early. Everywhere yet nowhere at the same time. Every area point. yet nowhere. You'll be the one place people can disappear. That's right. Those will be the safe zones during the purge night. Yeah. You know, you'll just have to get there by, you know, by sundown uh-huh. and spend the whole night there. Yeah. Debauching. Yeah. Living your life. Purging mm-hmm. your soul. Yeah. Not your neighborhood. It's a great idea, Noel. Um, you know, earlier you talked about AI, Noel. I mentioned it. And like you say, uh uh the futurists they love to look at the bright side of these things. They do. But there is a segment of the futurist population who's not crazy about AI. Okay. The Elon Musks of the world All right. say that if you give uh, robots intelligence, they're taking over the world. Okay. We're just going to be their slaves. All right. But as we've discussed on the show in the past, AI, as we've been led to believe what AI will eventually be, mm-hmm which is uh, essentially robots taking it for, or computers taking information and essentially starting to think for themselves is far, far away yes. from I believe. Yeah. being a reality. Uh, the essence of what needs to happen is, or what the way they're trying to do this is, robot has to take, or the, 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 the computer has to take literally millions of data points yes. and cross-section them yes. to come up with one idea. Yeah. Uh, and then to actually have the creative capacity to have an idea, a useful idea that comes from that. Yeah. They're so far away from that, it's not even possible. A good example of this is, uh, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Microsoft uh, uh, came up with an AI chatbot named Tay. And it was designed to become more adept at casual and playful conversation um, as it conversed with human users, mm-hmm. essentially learning what the people talking to them liked yep. and then could essentially repeat it in some fashion. So they gave Tay a Twitter account and said, let's see what Tay does. So Tay started off with tweets like, I'm stoked to meet you. Humans are super cool. Uh-huh. 16 hours in, yeah. the last two tweets were, I fucking hate feminists and they should all die and burn in hell. <laughs> and capping it off with, Hitler was right, I hate the Jews. Yeah. Not a lot good going on there. No. Clearly, no. that AI Needs easily manipulated, yeah. right? Essentially, what had happened, a bunch of Twitter trolls went on there and just hammered away at Tay. Yeah. And so all she was getting was all this hate spe- speech. Not what you want from your AI. But there's an alternative. Okay. An alternative that's coming sooner than everyone thinks. Because everyone's so excited about AI, because everyone's pushing AI, there's a whole segment of the futurist population, including your friend Elon Musk, who are talking about IA, or intelligence amplification, which is to essentially supercharge... An otherwise healthy human brain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 Ray Kurzweil, who's a big futurist, uh, av- essentially envisioned cell sized nanobots that will connect us to the cloud so we can download any skills and information we mm-hmm. need. So, essentially, 
you know, think the matrix, right? You can just jack something in, mm-hmm. download it, and it's there yeah. in your head. And the beauty of that is because your brain is mm-hmm. already adept at coming up with ideas, sometimes you just need the information, okay. like us, right? Yeah. Imagine how good our world would be, yeah. how GRQ would be so amazing. Okay. If we could just down, we wouldn't even have to do research. We could just show up on the show, not unlike we do now, and uh, just spout shit off the top of our heads. Yeah. Um, and it's happening. Okay. Elon Musk just has a, has a new company called Neuralink, uh-huh. which is working on early stage technology. Yeah, we mentioned it last week. Oh, did you mention it last yeah. week? All right. So this is what I'm talking about. Okay. Regular school is going to be out yeah. once people are IA. Okay. Right? But you also don't want kids going online and randomly downloading shit. No. You're going to start. You're going to start now. So you have the market. Mm-hmm. IA online schools. Okay. And you are essentially going to put all sorts of downloadable software on there uh-huh. to just jack into kids' brains to teach them everything they need to know. All right. Did you do this already? That, kind of exactly last what did week. You, what did you do? In prosthetics. I don't remember anything <laughs> about what you did last week. What What did you do? Uh, downloadable uh, muscle memory for prosthetics. Oh, right. For tasks. Well, that's similar but different. Okay. I mean, that's not going directly into your brain. No, but it did come from the same sources. Okay, but whatever. <laughs> it's different. Yeah. No, anyway. it's good. It's good. Fuck you. It's a whole new market for it. Whatever, dude. You know? It's like, you buy hamburger over there, but people might want hamburgers over here. And you might want hamburgers complete, at home, guys. And different. if you want to tell us what you think, you can get us on Twitter, GRQ I'll Josh tell you what Noel. I think. Jo- GRQ Josh I Noel. think Noel's full of shit. What? That, that wasn't the same idea as yours. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> GRQ Josh Noel on uh-huh. Twitter. Uh, you can email us at grqwithjoshandnoel at gmail.com. Or you don't get- bother because you're not using I mean, I don't even know why we do this at the end because you guys don't reach out Some to us. Some people do. On Facebook sometimes. Yeah. Uh, like we get, should just give Facebook. Get us on Facebook. This is the, the highlight here, We're guys. very popular in Africa. Get us on Facebook <laughs> at GRQ Josh Noel. Uh, uh, you can go to iTunes, download us. You can subscribe. You can rate. We can review. Uh, do it. If you only listen to podcast form, tune in Saturday nights at 8 o'clock. Radio Free Brooklyn. Get the schemes five days before anyone else. Get the early listen to Art Star and Scene. Stick around after. Listen to the circuit. Uh you guys, how do you know our ideas are worth taking out loans, selling your cars, spending your kids' college funds? It's because Josh Gowers, the internet, rules getting rich quick, to which we judge schemes by Josh. We got time for one rule. Give yourself a raise. There you go. Give yourself a raise because it's the future. The future's now. Uh, so once again, we're getting rich for Josh. And Noel, don't spend all that knowledge in one place. <laughs>